Indian and cowboy, indigenous, independent, and listener supported, rooted firmly at the intersection between digital media, podcasting, and indigenous storytelling. And welcome to Otopemsu Squawak Kitsikisa Cook, Metis in Space, Molly Swain Nitsiagasan. Chelsea Valm Nitsiagasan. Oh, two squanic nitsotin. Mantusakagnik nitsotin. All right, so we're back at you this fine May evening. Yeah, yeah, it's real fine. Real fine outside. <laughs> we have a doozy for you. We're going like back to some of your childhoods. Yeah, they're straight out of my childhood, yeah. in which I was too afraid to actually watch this when I was a child, <laughs> and now I'm afraid for a different reason. <laughs> okay, I can't wait to hear that reason. But yeah. so we we decided to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark, which um, I mean came out when I was in high school, so it wasn't something that, that I watched. Mm-hmm. Um, but my my younger sibling did, and my kids know about it, so they were super pumped about this. Yeah, it's uh, it's season five, episode eight, The Tale of the Manaha. Uh, do you want to read? Yeah, it's just awesome. Yeah. So the the description is. A blithe boy named Jonah enlists in a camping expedition with a group of misfits where an ancient legend has awoken in the woods. So blithe can either mean like happy or joyous, or it can mean showing a casual and cheerful indifference considered to be callous or improper. Yeah, I always thought it was the second one. I always thought it was like, like, like kind of like, uh, you know, clueless, like kind of being, doing stupid things, you know, like blithely walking by, you know, just not paying. I thought it was kind of the... Yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was the second one yeah, too. Yeah, I would have, I would just, I would have described even like the leader, the like camp leader as Blythe mm-hmm. in this. You know, like that was kind of my impression of what Blythe was. But he wasn't cheerful. No, but he was like, and he wasn't like, like different. He was considered different. No, that's true. He was pretty different. But I think, I think the meaning of in, in this case, like Jonah seemed pretty Blythe in the happier, joyous sense, mm-hmm. right? He he wasn't like casually different. He was like yeah. kind of the opposite. Yeah, and I mean, I think like really, no matter. No matter what definition of blithe you decide to use, we could both be described as blithe. Yeah, sure. In many ways. I want a, a casual, cheerful indifference considered to be callous or improper. Yeah, totally. That's I, I, I'm, I'm digging that. I want to cultivate that. I want a shirt in my, that in my says own that. being. There we go. Oh wait, wait. Okay, hold on. Mm. Let's do our announcement. Yeah. Our big exciting announcement. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, if you are rocking it on the West Coast, Best Coast, uh, this coming May 19th, this very one that is coming in like a week and a half Mm -hmm, or something, mm -hmm. uh, we are going to be near you, with you. Hanging, chilling. Doing, doing the thing. Doing the thing. Yeah. And you can do the thing with us. Yeah, come do the thing with us. The thing being, we are recording a live Métis in Space episode at the UBC... Uh, longhouse in the Stiwatan Great Hall. Yeah, it's going to be pretty wicked. It's it's free. Uh, it's open to the public. There are rumors that there's going to be food, um, so that's why we're going. Yeah, the rumors may or may not have been started by us. Yeah, right. There, yeah. there, there better be food. Yeah, what I'm saying. Uh, and it's it's going to be a fine afternoon together. Uh, yeah. One one p.m. till four p.m. 
We have no idea how this is going to go, but it's going to go no awesome. Clue. No yeah. clue. Not you even just come like watch the clue. show with us, and and then we do what we do. Yeah, um, and then but we're going to be having some, some surprises, some fun surprises along the way. Oh, great. Yeah, no, we've we've talked about these surprises. Anyway, there's going to be fun surprises. Don't worry, guys. Molly, Molly's always got the surprises. Yeah. Uh, so, and in case you're wondering, this is also sponsored by some cool peeps. Uh, the First Nations and Indigenous Studies Program at the UBC, the Vancouver Indigenous Media Arts Festival, and CITR 101.9 FM. I always love that. I love, I, I love staying, uh, saying radio station names. It sounds like so cool. Like, uh, you know, CITR. TR 109.9 FM. Like, it's always, you gotta that was say it like that. your Shatner voice, actually. Yeah, you gotta say yeah. it in, the, in that kind of like disjointed radio voice. Like, radio. Yeah. Oh my god, we should make up some DJ names. Uh, when we do it. Anyway, okay. we don't have to do it right now. No. Yeah, anyway, come with, come with your DJ name. Come to Métis in Space live from the UBC Longhouse, May 19th, 1 to 4 p.m., with a DJ name. Before a live studio audience. It's gonna be so Woo! awesome to say that. Yeah. Oh, right. we, we definitely need to say that. We need to get some like cool effects too. Oh, yeah, we need yeah. to get one of those keyboards that does sound ding, effects. Ding. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, we got we got lots of hard work to do. Um, okay. So the yeah. cocktail of this evening, we decided we we were sick of like just torturing ourselves with just awful, awful cocktails. Mm-hmm. So tonight we're drinking a fojito. Yep, a fojito just being like kind of some blingin' blingin' juice. Yeah, it's great. It, I I found this like um. It's lime, mint, and aloe coconut water. Yeah, it's very refreshing. It's great. And you just like, so I, I'm, I'm just having that. Yeah, and the package is all blinged out. It's like yeah. shiny gold. It's, you know, it must wink at you from off the shelf. <laughs> it's And it's just, it tastes like a mojito enough that you just, boom, you got it. Fojito. Yeah, yeah fojito. So, so Chelsea's got the virgin fojito, and then basically I forgot to get any booze, so we looked in Chelsea's liquor cabinet, and we had like... A thumb left of vodka. So, oh, in case you're wondering, this is the most sober episode of May Teen Space <laughs> ever. Uh, it's, right. it's prep. It's prep for the live show. It'll be fine. There we go. Yeah. All right. So let's get into it. <clears throat> oh boy. Are you afraid of the dark? Wait. First, thing, <coughs> are you afraid of the dark? Uh, not anymore. I kind of like the dark now. Yeah. But yeah, I, I used to be afraid of the dark. Okay, that's yeah. real. Yeah. I was never afraid of the dark, and I think. Part of that was because I never watched any scary movies. Well, for me, nighttime was when you could hear all the mice in the walls and the bats in the ceiling. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so it was, like, creepy. Yeah, that's true. My my great-grandmother used to have this, like, hyper-creepy doll collection. Mm. Yeah, so whenever we'd, like, sleep in our cabin, the, the dolls would always be there. Even if you Why would you do that? see them. That's, like... Is, that's straight out of a yeah. horror movie. And so then, yeah, and then you'd be like listening to the mice, and like sometimes there'd be a pack rat or whatever. But then it was always the dolls, you know, uh, and, like, you know, and then mice had chewed off the dolls' hair well, and faces. And stuff. Anyway, it was gross. No, that's horrible. That, I, I did get a little bit afraid of that, but I was mostly afraid of the dolls, not the dark. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway, um, moving on to a bunch of '90s dorks. Yeah, totally. Uber dorks. Psych. Psych. That was great. Um, okay, so I guess the premise of this show is that every every episode. Um, these kids are sitting around a fire telling scary stories. Because what is it? The Midnight Society. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and because I was a bit confused because there are these kids camping and one is like, I saw a monster or whatever. And the other kids are like, yeah, whatever. And then a guy jumps out in a gorilla suit and they're all screaming. And I'm like, wow, that was a quick episode. But yeah. That, that was just the setup for the yeah, this is it's story. not it's not the actual story, which is actually very similar. Yeah. It's yeah. the Midnight Society setting the story up. Yeah. Psych. Yeah. So, uh, people have been scared of monsters in the woods forever. And tonight, if you're not too scared, you might see them too. They're all sitting around the fire, like, yeah. nerding out. Oh, God, those <laughs> kids are such dorks. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, God, I wonder if I was a bunch of a dork in the 90s. Well, okay, how old do you think those kids were? Like, what, like 12, 13? Oh, yeah. I would, yeah, I would say like 10, 10 to 12. 
I don't, I don't think any of them were that young, 10. Like, they were kind of a bit older, I think. But yeah, I mean, man, they were, they were, that was some pretty wholesome uh, fun they were having compared yeah, to like. Totally. Oh, well, I mean, but think about it though. It's kind of like not wholesome fun, you know, being 10 years old. Or I guess, okay, even 12 years old, sneaking out of wherever you're living in the middle of the Oh, do the you think night. they were sneaking out? Well, what, you think that their parents were like, yeah, yeah, just go have fun in the woods with your, like, weird cult, your weird, like, horror story cult, you know. I like where you're going with Go this. build a fire. Yeah, yeah. no, no. Okay. Like, they seem like dorks, but actually they're kind of badasses. They're rebels without causes, you know. Okay. You know, just they're oversized t-shirts and overalls. And right? gorilla suits. Yeah, gorilla suits. Yeah, like, they get that gorilla suit? They probably did a B&E <gasps> at the local costume shop, stole that gorilla suit. Okay, but like brought at, it to the fire. They probably burned the gorilla suit in effigy afterwards. No, but at the end they like they they put out fire with properly too. So these That's are like, true. Yeah. but maybe they're just like covering their tracks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, leaving no evidence. Right, but one small tuft of fake gorilla hair <laughs> attached to the log they were sitting on. Okay. Anyway, um, okay. So then we skip to the real story, and there's we're we're at a camp for kids. Uh, there's this like drill sergeant like coordinator or yeah. whatever, just yeah. making life hell. He's like, here comes Sergeant Slimeball. Yeah. He's like pouring out kids like homemade pasta sauce that they brought for comfort food, confiscating comic books and just like, yeah, just being a total jerk. Yeah. And, and there's like this kind of like funny, like military music in the background every, every time he shows up and he's just like so over the top, right? You yeah. just, you definitely set up to hate this guy. Yeah. And I think too, like the, the kids are all like, <laughs> you know, there's like the classic, you know, like the fat kid at mm. camp. I'm doing intense air yeah, quotes. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's the one who's bringing his own pasta sauce. Every time you see him, he's got food stains on his yeah, shirt. He's holding so a sandwich. Bad. It's like, oh, yeah. give me a break. You've got the like super nerd kid with the comic books and then you have the keener and the keener yeah. is kind of our main guy. Yeah, I'm just going to call him keener or Bly's boy. So he yeah. runs in like last minute all keen, you know, and, and is all excited. Like all the other boys are kind of like, oh God, we have to go on this trip with drill sergeant. Yeah, no, this is my favorite. This is my favorite line. What kind of wimp are you? Yells the drill sergeant. He, he goes, any kind of wimp you want me to be, sir? Just yeah. don't make me go on the overnight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was that's so funny. That, that kid's going to be going far, man. Did he? Uh, no, Probably I mean, not. like in life. Okay, yeah. You know, like just saying the same thing to upper management for the rest of his <laughs> life. <laughs> totally. Anything you want, just, yeah. just leave me alone. <laughs> My own mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, and then we get, I, I don't know, I guess he's like the, the head coordinator, this older guy, and he's, and he's telling the boys, uh, you're going on a vision quest, and our eyes rolled straight out of our heads. Yeah, a test of endurance, intelligence, and courage. None of you have ever spent a night in the forest before. You're to learn about yourselves and each other. Yeah, that's what that's all about. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. Vision quest. One night with your buds, sleeping in, you know, your pop-ups. Yeah. Like, learning about each other. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good lord. So anyway, yeah, so uh, the Keener, Keener's got this, uh, you know, like, outdoors survival manual or whatever by a guy named Oscar Butts. Which is hilarious, because Butts. Yeah. Right? And which, every time he says it, I was like, <laughs> Butts. Same, same. I was like, <laughs> right? this is such this is such a immature joke, but I was also like, I know. Like, uh, butt jokes, I, I, yeah, I just... Oscar Butts. Oscar Butts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hope there was actually an Oscar Butts. Well, he wrote a bang up, like, you know, wilderness manual, basically. Man, this kid has book smarts. You know, the whole thing is about, like, Keener Boy and his book and, like, how he knows more about the forest than anybody else because of the book. Yeah, he's yeah, he's quoting that thing left and right. Yeah, it's, it, like, like... Butts, chapter four! Yeah, it's, like, like, chapter and verse, man. Yeah, totally. Oh, which actually reminds me, we should probably play, uh... Oh. Yeah, we should, we should get the Georgians in here. Yeah, totally. All right. Totally. 
This episode of Metean Space is sponsored by the Georgians. The Church of George. Our hearts soar. Chapter 1, verse 6. Of all the teachings we receive, this one is the most important. Nothing belongs to you of what there is. Of what you take, you must share. All right, yeah, some, some deep words there from yeah. uh, the Georgians this evening. Wow, that was awesome. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, so book learning. Okay, let's talk about that a little bit. The I, book I, learning? Yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting because, you know, um, you've got you've got Joe Sar- Sargent, who's just there on a power trip, right? Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't really believe that he actually knows anything about being in the woods. And the other kids are indifferent at best to being in the woods. They don't really want to be there. Keener, super keen to be there. Um, and knows all sorts of stuff, like contradicts drill sergeant, we'll get to that and stuff, but, you know, but it's all based on this book learning, right? Mm. But that's never like, that's never like sort of shot down or denigrated in this. It's actually sort of upheld as, as being true. Like he mm. really knows more than everybody else. Mm. And I found that weird too, because, you know, drill sergeant knows nothing, mm. you know, that becomes pretty clear, but it's also like, you think getting a job as like a camp leader or whatever, you need to have some skills, right? You know, you need to you need to have some experience. You need to have some skills, and it's it's very much the like, no, no, the hands on doesn't matter. The experience doesn't matter. How long you've been out there doesn't matter at all. What matters is you read the book. Yeah, you can quote the book. You've memorized the book. Yeah, so you're in. So is this like 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 a thirteen year old boy fantasy? You know, like like um, uh, being able to pick up a book and and just like you know know about nature and just like like I mean I guess that's sort of the, it's like the hatchet. You've never read The Hatchet? No. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. The Hatchet. So it's about this. It's about this kid mm-hmm. who's in this plane crash, and he's the only survivor. And he manages to escape, and the plane's you know underwater and stuff. And he only manages to escape with this hatchet. And you know he's I think like thirteen year old boy or something. Mm-hmm. And he manages to survive for you know months yeah. alone in the wilderness by himself with nothing but this hatchet. And okay. It's, and it's smarts, right? And it's yeah. kind of like it's all kind of along that line, right? It's not a manual, but it kind of teaches kids a little yeah. bit like ways that you can survive and like, you know, kind of perseverance and this and that and like what you can do with certain things. Um, you know, he builds shelters and he, you know, makes traps and blah, blah, blah. Um, but it kind of reminded me of that. It was like this, the the kind of even nerdier, more academic version of the hatchet. You know, if you could, if you just like, it doesn't matter if you're out, get out on the land, you get into the library. It's more or less the same. Right. Right. And that's the thing. That's the weird thing about this is like, I, I think that that's actually a theme that really strongly runs through settler uh, society is, yeah, exactly. If you get into the library, it's like the next best thing. Like, I don't actually have to have any relationship with the land. I just need to, you know, theorize about the land. Yeah. I don't have to actually, you know, I don't have to like physically go out and and do things to decolonize. I can like think about decolonization. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, yeah, so it's kind Survival of Survival skills are not a metaphor. <laughs> thank you right yeah like you can't read about how to make a fire <laughs> like it's that's a really inefficient way to learn mm-hmm. but okay so here's the other thing and like this will come up a bit later but I just kind of wanted to like lay this out is that survival skills are predicated on this certain type of book learning and like how these kids and particularly Keener kid relates to the woods is predicated on book learning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right and he's got the manual and so he knows and he's read about it but his interactions with the Manaha yeah. and the shaman, right. there's nothing like that. But he still has... He has the book learner. The competence. Yeah, yeah. But not book learner, right? Because there's well, no, no book, but he, right? But he so does, where he, does that no, knowledge come from? He keeps, he keeps quoting the book. 
He's like, you know, he gets all like fear, you know, like he, he does this whole long thing about that, but it's all from the book. It's all quotes oh, from but the book. At the end though, right? Because the magic. Yeah. And he can use the magic somehow, right? He knows how, he kind of like inherently knows how to defeat the Indians. Well, it's he like wrote the next chapter. Knowledge. Yeah. So, so it's epilogue. Like, Oscar Butt's epilogue. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so no, that's the thing is right. Like once you, once you, uh, you finish your PhD and you've, you've studied all of these other guys. Now you write your own dissertation. And you add more to the oh, academic knowledge, right? right? Yeah. yeah, you missed the part about the evil Indian magics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, just an addendum there. Right. <laughs> and, I, and I also, okay, a bit of a spoiler alert too, is I like the fact that, and by like I mean hate, the fact that he uses his book learning to like overcome and defeat the unlearned Indian. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like so easily fooled those yeah. Indians. Oh my God. Yeah. So easily fooled. Anyway. But evil and devious at the same time. Absolutely. You know? God. Worst. Uh, okay, yeah, so where were we? You know, leaders on a power trip, as usual. Uh, shoves, shoves Keener. Yeah. Uh, Keener, you know, trips over his backpack. And somehow they're at the edge of this big cliff, which is, like, pretty scary and dangerous. It didn't look that big, man. I mean, that one scene, when you were looking up, it looked kind of big. Yeah. But anyway. Right. Uh, the leader's pack falls down this, like, little cliff or whatever. And, of course, Jonah Keener is the one who has to go get it. <coughs> right. And he, and he goes, so he goes down. And this is where you hear, like, your first Indian sounds, right? You hear some rattles. And so he goes exploring. Yeah. He hears some rattles. He's like, man, rattles. What's, mm. what's up with that? Yeah. Kind of spooky. I'm, in, I'm into it. Yeah. And then, he, so we find him in a cave. And there's cave paintings. And all of a sudden, you get this, like, tribal percussion going on, which I got to say throughout sounded more African than Native American at all. Like, yeah. but you know, whatever it's, it, if it's drums, it's indigenous to wherever you are. Yeah. That's totally. just drums yeah. are indigenous drums. Yeah. It's like you get, you get some uh, electric guitar in there. You know, you're talking white people business mm-hmm. drums always somehow native. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Uh, so yeah, cave, obviously very spooky. Got the rattles going, got the drums going paintings of Indians and monsters and fire. And it looks like somebody just basically rubbed crayon on a rock <laughs> yeah. really bad. And then, of course, he finds an artifact. It's an Indiana Jones moment. Oh, totally, you know? totally. Yeah, and it's like, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's illuminated all nice. It's like the scary clay figure, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's like that scene in yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, where he's way in the sand. Yeah. Which is like, the, when he does, I hate it when he, I hate that scene because, like, there's no way that that gold statue, you know, is, it, it's gold. It's going to be way heavier than the sand. Maybe he's taking hollow, the sand man. out. I always thought it was Whatever, hollow. Whatever, even if it was hollow. He's got to be putting sand in there. That's where he makes a mistake. Indiana Jones, you suck. Have you watched that recently? No. Have you, like, watched it again since, like, you were a kid? Indiana Jones? I, I have no idea. Oh, my God. I We watched it recently. Oh, yeah? And I... I, somehow we got to pretend that it's science fiction to do that for this because it was so bad. Oh my like, god, it was we, so okay, bad. Can we? If we're going to do that, can we also add the mummy? Can we add the mummy? Mm. Talk about some colonial bullshit. Maybe we should do like a special where it's like Indiana Jones and the mummy back to back. Oh my god. Okay, yeah. well okay. just brainstorming, brainstorming wow, on the podcast. Wow. Anyway, right. you heard it here first. first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. So it's the artifact. You know, it's this big. It's this big moment. You know, if he had a whip, he'd be like cracking it. Yeah. Uh, so he lifts. The, the artifact, um, even though, you know, the drums are getting right. louder and this and that. And light and fog come shooting out of this hole under the <coughs> statue's butt. Yeah. Which is, like, kind of weird. Yeah, and then great. all of a sudden, this Indian pops out of nowhere. Yeah. As we do. For uh, sure. I'm constantly popping out of nowhere. Just yeah. Like, boom, there yeah, I am. totally. I bring a portable fog machine <laughs> just in case I, some white person does something that I'm like, oh, better better yeah. pop in there and give some uh, Indian warnings. There you go. Beware the Minaha have returned. They have smelled the scent of human flesh and they hunger. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you must leave this place forever. So 
He's uh, he's the shaman, right? Yeah, and, and he's wearing the worst clothes. Yeah, he's wearing the aesthetics awful furs. really bad. Yeah, so he's got he's got like let's let's be honest this this coyote fur on his head, and uh, and he's got yeah. his face like the lower lower half of his face painted red and some paint on his chest. Yeah, which of course is bare. Yeah, there's some loincloth going on. You know, just and this is Michael <sighs> Gray Eyes, the actor. Yeah. So, but yeah, so he's 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 shamaning it up. And, uh, yeah, so he warns, and then he disappears, right? And, yeah. and Keener buys it right away. Keener is so keen. He, he, he trusts his senses, and he was like, oh, my gosh, we, yes, Manaha, let, let's get out of here. And the other guys show up, and he's, like, freaking out, let's get out of here. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, and then they're like, ooh, an Indian cave. This will yeah. make us famous, you know, and Leader takes all the credit. Yeah. He, I discovered this cave. And then they have he this. He Columbuses the, the he, statue. He yeah. totally does. But then yeah. it's like there's this moment where, like, Keener and Leader get into this, like, argument about who actually right, discovered, who discovered this it. cave. Yeah. And it actually, it's just, it was just so telling. It was like, yes. you know. But I found it. Yeah. yeah. No, no, you didn't. I'm going to get famous from this and I'm nobody's going to know. I'm going to yeah. be on the front page of the paper or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, so Vomit. whatever. So they, um, okay. So yeah. So they, they're trekking along and they show up at, um, the ranger station to, to check in and there's no one there. Right. So Keener freaks out. He's like screaming, Manaha! and everyone's like, what? Uh, and then the ranger shows up and he like, you know, this funny moment where he shows up behind him and he turns around, he screams and falls over. Yeah. And then everybody laughs. And There's I just, cruel laughter. Yeah. I just wrote masculinity. Just say no. Yeah. yeah. Masculinity. <laughs> they start him out young, you know, yeah. just tell your kids to just say no to masculinity. Mm-hmm. My God. Yeah. The yeah, shit there's a lot that these of the, kids do to each other. Yeah, this whole show—it's just like holy crap. It's pretty terrible. But of yeah. course, you know they're cruel to each other and everything, and they do that masculine thing where they like mock each other for having feelings or, you know, whatever, deviating from whatever. Yeah. But at the end, they like they come together as men because mm. you know that's that's really what isn't, it's about. Yeah, that's that's the end of the vision quest, isn't it? Oh, I you get. come you right. come back as men there together after one night in the woods. Exactly. Fighting off evil Indian spirits. Yeah. Anyway, so they finally get to the camp. Um, Leader sends Keener out to get some wood because Keener's basically the workhorse now. Yeah. And uh, you get Monster Cam. Love Monster Cam. Yes. Yeah, just peeping around, peeping around the trees, you know, (laughs) like really zoomed in. So you're like, where could this monster possibly be that this kid can't see it? But that's the magic of Monster Cam. There you go. Yep. And uh, so he he hears these noises, right? He's getting a little freaked out. And... um, yeah, and, and, and so he runs out uh, with just a few sticks, and Joel Sargent is really mad at him. Like, that's it? That's all you got? So um, so he's like, whatever, just stay here. So Joel Sargent goes out to go get some more wood, and again, you hear, like, these growls and everything, and Keener's, like, freaking out. He's like, we gotta go save him. There's, you know, there's something out there with him, and the other kids are just like, whatever, man. Yeah, like, what what is even going on? Joel Sargent and, sucks. Yeah, and uh, then there's, you know, this is kind of... One of, I think, the the morals of this story where he's like, you know, butts, chapter seven, verse two, book of butts <laughs> or whatever. Um, fear is just an emotion. If you conquer fear, you conquer the forest. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Masculinity, conquering, discovery. Yes. This one hits it all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because exactly. The, like, tailored for little boys. Right. Little white boys. Nature. Thank you. Nature is scary. Nature needs to be com- conquered. Nature is an inherently frightening place that once you realize that um you can actually just you can control it you can conquer it you can take it over then the fear goes away 
And colonialism is all about conquering those frontiers, right? Just yep. conquering the fear and, and, and subduing the landscape so that it's no longer threatening. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. Domesticating yourself to domesticate the land. Right. And Oscar Butts just That's you got it, man. what civilization is. There we go. I guess. So meanwhile, yeah. So meanwhile, there's a big roar from the forest. Yeah. And uh, the leader, you know, Monster Cam is creeping up on the leader and he's all scared and he's blowing his whistle. Tweet, yeah. tweet, tweet, tweet. But it's too late. It's too late. They arrive. Only the whistle is left. That and a huge footprint. A huge... I just wrote, what a big foot stamp. Yeah, it's so cheesy. It's, it's like great. somebody somebody obviously yeah. just designed a, a giant foot stamp and just went like, bam. Bam, there it is. And there's just one. I know, it's so great. Yeah, it's I just like... I like the foot stamp. Yeah, the big foot stamp just like... It's like the big monster just like hopped. <laughs> one, one foot, foot. Scooped up leader. <laughs> hopped really far somewhere away. Yeah. Um, so the kids are like freaked out and, and suggest that they run back to the ranger station. They run off. Keener looks back and sees the footprint sort of disappear before his eyes. Can we can we just throw the image of the Manaha just scooping people up and just like <laughs> boing, boing, boing. It's like Mark Just drums like bum, 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 boing. <laughs> uh, anyway, Forrest, you know, it's but it's mysterious, right? Like there totally believable that that was a thing. Yeah. So yeah, they get back to the station. It's trash. Ooh, it's totally trash. Totally Radio's trash. busted. Yeah. Somebody probably, that's probably where the kids in the beginning stole the gorilla suit from. Yeah. You know, the, like mischief. You and know, the alcohol. B&E. Yeah. yeah totally. Because <laughs> that's what you do when you break into yeah, cabins. Totally. And then the booze. Yeah. You, you do B&Es. You steal the gorilla suit. You steal the booze. Then you go chill with your friends by the fire. Yeah. And tell, and tell scary weird stories. stories. Yeah. yeah. With the gorilla suit. There you go. Yeah. Okay. We figured this out. All there right. Mystery right. solved. So yeah. So it's trash. They're freaking out. Um, and, and Keener just keeps quoting the book. He's like, don't rely on trails, rely on the stars. So he's going to get them back with the ter- that terrible advice. Yeah. They walked there <coughs> on a trail. Why would you not take the trail back? Yeah. I don't know why suddenly the trail was not a good idea. Yeah. Like there's nothing, you're in the ranger station. What does that have to do with the trail, man? Yeah. Why are you, why are you following the stars and also your compass? Yeah. And so the, the kids run off again yeah. ahead of him. And, uh, and he looks back, as he is wont to do, and there's this ominous smoke cleaning up the mess in the oh. ranger station. Can I... Is that, like, is that some Indian magic that nobody told me about? Yeah, I got... I, got, I just called it spooky Indian fog. I, can I get some spooky helpful, Indian fog? Helpful Indian fog. Because, like, can you bottle that? I, I would buy that. Like, right, my kitchen is a mess right now. I would definitely take oh. some spooky Indian fog, just, like, boom. Totally. In there. Some spooky Indian fog to do my laundry? Oh, my God. Thank you. Do you think Thank you, could you write... spooky Indian fog, spooky Indian powers. Maybe you could, like, write essays, too. Mm. Oh, or, like, scrub the, the parts of the shower, you know, like, under the silicone, where it starts to get moldy. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit grimy. Nasty. Yeah. Yeah, or, like, you know, like, like near the floorboards, you know? Oh, or, yeah. like, you know, you just, like, you walk by it all the time. Right. And you're like, God, I really got to get in there and clean yeah. that one day. You just whip out the spooky Indian fog, man. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's, I, I, I let's do that. that. Let's cultivate our spooky right. Indian powers. You know how much money we could make? Like, forget about, like... Just forget about pipelines and stuff. If we if we could market spooky Indian fog, yeah, like we'd be laughing. I bet. I mean, you know, chances are the Munialok would just want to build a pipeline to get the spooky Indian right. fog from one place to another. Anyway, that's true. They'd be they'd yeah. be like piping that stuff down. Yeah, down to New the York. states. Yeah, yeah, totally. God. Yeah. Let's just okay. This is, see. This is probably why spooky Indian fog is not marketed. That's right. Because yeah, they're just gonna take them through a pipeline, gonna, anyway. and then and then we won't even be able to. We won't have it anymore. Yeah. You know. There you go. God, Paul is selfish for keeping our spooky, helpful Indian fog, but right. there it is. Yeah. 
So, yeah, so uh, the spooky Indian fog's in the station, and then Keener turns around, finds the other boys, and there's more Indian fog, and it's the Indian fog has moved branches yeah, into the way of the trail. The, but didn't he say, forget about the trail and use the stars? You so know what? what was up with that? I, I he didn't no follow idea. his own advice. No, he didn't. And so, yeah. How much does he really believe in his own skills? Right. You know, books can only take you so far. I guess. But then uh, the, the kids keep running. Like, this is all so, you know, great timing. The kids run off again, and he turns around, the shaman's there, and he's like, you have been warned. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, ha, 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 And then he disappears. That evil shaman laugh. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the other shaman laugh. The shaman laugh. <laughs> what a laugh, that shaman. <laughs> uh, yeah, and his, you know... Every his terrible aesthetic disappears with him. Thankfully, oh God, I, just, I made a note of that in my notes for some reason. <laughs> aesthetic gone. Yeah, um, the kids split up. They reconvene. Um, minus one. One. Yes. Minus the, the the pizza sauce. The kid token fat kid. Yeah. Right. Who uh, obviously you know gets taken by the Manaha. Right. And this is my favorite. So Keener quotes from the book: "Fear is only emotion. If you believe there are monsters in the woods, then there are. If you don't, there's nothing to be scared of." Mind over matter, man. Yeah. Mind over matter. But I, then, then the kid obviously points out, but the leader and the fat kid, what happened to them? Yeah, Where yeah. are they? Yeah, if yeah, yeah. this is just a mind over matter situation. Right. And uh, Keener's like, there's more going on here than we think. <coughs> yeah. I'm tired of running. Yeah. And so it's like, what, this kid has just gone totally delusional. Oh, he's laying down some wisdom, man. He's writing is that he? dissertation. I guess, I guess he's, so. He's like at the tail end of his, of his PhD where he's like, he, his, his sanity is long behind him. He's fueled on, you know, intense amounts of caffeine. And Foucault. Yeah, and oh my gosh, the ultimate, yep. right? Uh, and, and that's it. Like, he's just, he's, he's, he's got to believe yeah. that he can actually finish this. So what we're saying is say no to masculinity, PhDs, yep. and Foucault. Yeah, absolutely. All right, there you go. That's, <laughs> there's, there's, dropping, that, that's dropping our own Indian wisdom. Indian wisdom anything. for you. So, yeah, so he goes to save the leader. I'm tired of running. And he finds everybody. He finds the ranger, he finds the fat kid, and he finds the leader. And they're hanging, gagged from trees, wrapped in these weird cocoons. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like wasp paper. That's, mm-hmm. what, that's what it made me mm-hmm. think of, right? So they're, yeah, they got, like, they're wrapped up just like their upper bodies are wrapped up in, in wasp paper. And they're, and they're dangling from the trees. Um, and they're muzzled. Thank God. Yeah, whoa. Yeah, that was great. But then we have to listen to Keener going, they'll only get you if you believe in them, and yeah. I don't. And he's yelling into the forest, I don't believe in you! I don't I'm believe not afraid in you. of you! And it's just like... I, you know, there's obviously, like, these shapes in the forest Who are you talking to? Yeah, who, like... You don't believe... I don't believe in you, but you're talking to me. Clearly you do, or you wouldn't be talking to me. Like, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be better if you just stood and, like, stared... Into the into the woods, like non-believingly, like disbelievingly, like I don't know. That that was a pretty good disbelieving stare. Like <laughs> but then you know, but then they they would have had to zoom in on his eyes, and you would have had to figure out that he was like disbelieving them. So shouting, it, 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 was he important. kind of like he almost became the like creationism version of the atheist, though, because it's like all the evidence is there to suggest that's that a, that's a actually great point. these things oh exist, yes. and he's just like, no, they don't. I don't, they don't exist. Oh, I don't believe in this at all. He's, 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 he's like, what? He's like, all the climate changed. If you're not real, not you hurt. can't hurt me. And it's like, well, that's true, but all oh. your buds are wrapped in wasp paper up, it's like up in that tree. Canadian politics. Oh God, it's like, it's like the, it's like the PCs in Alberta. I don't believe in the NDP. 
They don't exist. <laughs> oh my god, hurt me. <laughs> Maybe Keener should have gone into a <coughs> boxing match against the Manaha. <laughs> we would have solved this whole situation. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, but somehow this works. Yes. Magically. Yes, it's it's all an illusion. It's a trick. Like, like Canadian sovereignty. <laughs> all the Manaha just transform into fog. <laughs> the shaman pops back up. Uh, he's telling he's telling Keener about how his people sealed him in a cave um, to stop his his evil magic. You know, and, he, and they said he was greedy that he wanted the whole forest, and maybe they're right. And you know, so here's the the greedy. Um, evil, twisted Indian. Yeah, right. And he's the only one left. And powerful and scary. Yeah. Yeah, of course he's the only one left. Yeah. The good Indians have all died. Right. right. Like like good Indians do. Yeah, the yeah, exactly. The only ones left are the evil greedy ones. Yeah. We see that in Highlander too. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. His whole tribe's wiped out but him and then he's gone evil. Right, right. Yeah, always. So now the forest is my hunting ground. I warned you to stop and now it's too late. And he's so so he starts like lighting fires under the kids. And then there's this slight, like, this time the, the there's some sort of native drumming now. Like, sort of North American native drumming. And a little bit of, like, singing in the background. Really faint. Uh, but I was like, woo! Yeah, I, did, I honestly didn't even catch it. I was oh, just busy going, yeah. wait, he's, gonna, he's just going to burn these people alive for no reason? Not for no reason. Well, I mean, aside from being for evil, evil Indian, Indian magics. Yeah. You know? I mean, and he's not even, like, he's not even maybe trying to, like... that's where the fog comes from, though. From burning all the... Burning, the settlers? Yeah, burning settlers alive. Mm. But then they turn into a healthful fog. And they clean your stuff? I mean, there's only one way to find out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, but Keener's like, I summon the Manaha! Because now, through his, his mind over matter, he has created the power in himself to control Indian magic. He has re-believed in the thing that he disbelieved that he believed in. <laughs> and now they're working for him. <laughs> oh. You don't control them anymore. I do. The shaman's all like, what the F are you doing? You yeah. can't do that. Like, that's my, they're my evil Indian magics. Right. And he's like, the kid's like, no, and now they're clutching, mine. He's clutching the statue. Yeah, and the, the statue starts him. glowing again. Yeah, yeah it's like, and, he, and he like, so he pushes the shaman sort of back into the cave. Right, because he, he summons a Manaha and they're and they're closing in and the shaman's getting all freaked out, like, no, you can't do this to me. And he and he sort of like gets him back into the cave. Yeah, and he's uh the cave, you know, the statue lights up and there's the fogs coming around and the cave starts shaking and mm. the shaman's yelling, No, no and Jonah runs out just as you know, the, the Well he puts door the, the statue back oh, yeah. first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seals him back in and then and then there's like, yeah, then the cave just like caves in. Yeah. So that's kind of the big climactic uh Battle. Battle of wills. Yeah. Battle of civilization versus... Battle of book learning history. versus e- evil Indian magics. Yes. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so the, the, some of the kids come out and they're like, whoa, how'd you do that? And he's like, I used a little Manaha magic. And, uh, and then he commands the, the Manaha to show themselves. And it's the other kids wearing camo and banging sticks. Yep. Wow. Wow. Dumb Indian. Ha 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 It was just ha. some kids... Yo, I guess I guess for this kid, education really is the new buffalo. Oh my god! Ha! Ah, come on, come uh, on. I, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll edit that out. No, <laughs> no we won't. <laughs> so of course, by the power of book learning yep. and his white smarts, Keener is the takes leader his now. place as his, the rightful leader. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't matter how big you are 
what matters is how big your book learning is. <laughs> so he's he's ordering everyone around, and they, you know, everybody looks up to him. What happened to Drill Sergeant? Why, he's in the back carrying all the gear. Ha! Like ha, a little ha. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Drill Sergeant. You deserve it. Yeah. Who's the man now? Not you. You've been emasculated. <laughs> yeah. Again, <laughs> with the masculinity. So, uh, so then it gets back to the, the midnight society of total delinquents, and uh, th- they lay out the moral of the story. It doesn't matter what size you are. What matters is your bravery and how courageous you are, and that exists up here in your brain and in here in your heart muscle. And then somehow they all run away and they run off. pour their booze on the fire. <laughs> it wasn't booze, man. Good you, night. Come on, you know what? No, I know. Yeah, I know. It's yeah, yeah. water, anyways. Uh, it was water, but. It's funnier yeah. if we pretend it's booze, I guess. No, maybe it, maybe it is water with, like, a little bit of, like, a tiny bit of booze. No, you know what it is. Because the parents are just, like, effing with all their delinquent kids. No, you know you know what it is. When you when you steal the, the alcohol, you, uh, you know, you drink it, and then yeah, you, and you fill it back up, up right? So they, yeah. they don't know, right? So it's so actually just, like, 5% alcohol yeah. now. So. <laughs> kids, don't do that. Don't do oh, that. Oh, yeah, no. If, if you are... Don't wreck your parents' booze. Yeah. Like, just... Have some respect. Yeah. Just, yeah, just, like... You know, be the adult you clearly want to be and own up to it. <laughs> yeah. Just don't pour water in there, man. No. You have no idea how annoying that is. God. All right. Whoa. Wait. Hold on. Do you hear that? Oh. Yeah. Hold on. I think I think we're getting, we're yep. getting a message. Okay. okay. Let's listen to this. This page is from the future. Incoming in three, two, one. Okay, so the uh, Greasy Muniawak have uh, taken to hunting, and it's been causing some problems for them. Yeah, it's it's kind of bizarre. Um, they're they're hunting de-domesticated cattle um, that, as you know, roam through uh, the decommissioned, ascalinated urban areas. Yeah. Um, in in this case, they're they're sort of centered around uh, historic Prince Albert, and uh, I I don't know. They just they're kind of going wild mm-hmm. over there. Yeah, they, they kind of realized that nobody was really buying what they were selling, so they, they turned uh, to to hunting to, um, I guess, like supplement their, their corn syrup diet there, and uh, they're, just, they're just not doing it well. They, they're not taking any instruction from the folks that have been uh, hunting uh, sustainably um, for, you know, now well over a century, and, yeah. and they've just kind of gone hog wild with it, and it's, you know, it's really uh, had some major effects on, on kind of what they're able to do. Yeah, they they've they have no sense of sort of treaty relationship with the animals that they're hunting. It seems, and and so they're they're hunting, um, you know, the pregnant cows. They're hunting the young. They're hunting just anything that they can find. Um, and and right now the numbers uh, seem to be you know seem to be fine. So they you know they don't see a problem with this. We've been warning them about uh, over hunting, but I think they're getting to the point now where the the population is going to crash. And, it, and there's been some talk about stepping in, um, even though we want to respect their autonomy. Um, it's it's becoming pretty harmful. Those those populations were sort of let, uh, you know, let alone for a very long time to 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 just become, um, to 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 develop a stronger relationship with the land again. And this is really interfering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean the other thing that I find so interesting too is that they they don't seem to have any sort of uh, knowledge of how to preserve what they're hunting at all. Exactly. You know, like they're not they're not smoking anything, they're not fermenting anything, they're yeah. just kind of eating it, and then you know there's a lot of waste, and it's it's really harsh to see. Right, and of course that attracts all sorts of um, you know all sorts of other animals, and and this is this is a thing too is that they're just starting to kill some of the the animals that are coming to eat what's left over, and and leaving those carcasses 
uh, to rot, which attracts more. So it, it, they're, you know, I, I think they're feeling a bit threatened because all of a sudden um, they're just being overrun by by different uh, different four legged and, and winged creatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think they've been kind of moving further and further southward uh, on, in their like hunting parties or whatever. So. Um, and you know, that area has kind of been a little bit off limits, uh, for everybody for a while. So I don't know, I don't know what's going to end up happening with that, but yeah, it seems like they're having a hard time, but they're still not really willing to take any sort of like assistance or, or help or instruction at all. So. No, we've, we've offered them help many, many times. We've, uh, you know, I, I mean, not us personally, we're up here, we're, we're just kind of observing, but I know that people down on the ground have been definitely going in and, and sort of, you know, just trying to show them a little bit, uh, how to, how to maybe be more judicious in what they're taking. Um, how to preserve the meat a bit better, but they seemed really disgusted by, uh, you know, by dried meat, by smoked meat, and all of that. It was, mm-hmm. it was odd. They, they have this idea that everything has to be like really raw and bloody um, all the time. Um, you know, they keep asking for everything to be rare, but uh, but you can't have everything rare all the time if you if you want to, unless you're like there's not unlimited supplies of, of food out there. Yeah, so it's it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out, and, and you know, hopefully folks will kind of you know clue in a little bit on uh, that we're just trying to give them a hand. But yeah, oh, I'm sure I'm yeah. sure they're going to figure it out. I'm sure they're going to learn. It's gonna, yeah, totally. it's going to be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Um, but I don't think it is fine. Yeah, we, we're, we're really optimistic. Yeah. We're way more optimistic than we are now. That's weird. Yeah. Like, how much are things changed? We're going to be more optimistic. We're going to be more optimistic than we are now. Uh, that, that's great. Yeah. Okay, looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, very much. Very much. All right. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's rate this gem. Yeah. Well, yeah, what are we rating it out of? Okay, so we're going to rate this out of Miles of Helpful Indian Fog Pipeline. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be on a scale from one to five. One being horrible. Horrible. Five being wicked. Wonderful. Yeah, you, we've been here. You, yeah. you know this. You know yeah. this business. I, but I always have to remind myself. Yeah, that's I'm true. I'm always Me like, too. wait, one? Five? Yeah, because we what? switched it. Because yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't working for us. Yeah. And now it's like, now it's all confused. Right. But whatever. Yeah, there's, so uh, maybe I'll go first. I, I want to rate this higher because I feel like the more helpful Indian fog, the better. <laughs> um, but honestly, I can, I can really only give this a 2.5. Okay. At best, which which honestly is pretty high for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so 2.5 miles of helpful Indian fog pipeline. Um, basically, you know, I, I would say like at best this was deeply mediocre. You know, mm. it's for kids. So you gotta yeah, give them yeah, a bit yeah. of a break. Yeah, but, exactly. Like, you know, I think the thing that really got it for me was, you know, it's that very much that like man versus wild sort of, yes. you know, assertion of, of your like white manhood or whatever. And, you know, the, the one indigenous character who, shout out, sounds like he's actually indigenous. Yeah, that's pretty good. But, you know, he's just part of it. He's yeah. part of that nature, and he's, you know, he's the pinnacle of it. You know, if you can beat the Indian, if you can kill the Indian... You have subdued nature. Then, yeah, that's it. You're you're the master of nature. Yeah. You know, and I think that, and then just, like, the way that none of this really needed to be explained. You know, nature needed to be explained. Right? Yeah. Like, how to get through nature needs to be explained. How to fight and kill Indians does not need to be explained. No, you know, no. it's just kind of, like part of the white masculine consciousness. Yeah, it's, it's like making a fire. Yeah. You know, killing Indians, making fires, yeah. setting up shelters. It's all part of the same thing. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, that being said, you know, it really, for all of that, just like ridiculousness, it really wasn't as insulting as other things that we've seen that have been made for adults. Yeah. I didn't, I just like, I didn't, it was so campy, mm, I guess, mm-hmm. that I didn't, I didn't feel the same kind of rage around it. Yeah, I think I think just the fact that it yeah it was it was definitely it was a kids show, um, 
yeah, I don't know. And and plus, like my kid was there, like, oh, wasn't that great? You know? Yeah. <laughs> she really enjoyed it. But uh, but but whatever. I'm giving it a one. I'm giving it All a right. one mile of helpful Indian fog pipeline mm-hmm. because this whole like. Okay, so you know, there there's definitely like a. There's a whole genre of, of, of literature out there and movies out there of like white man versus nature, right? Yeah. Um, you know, getting, and it, it's always like, you, should, you know, uh, they get lost in the woods or whatever. There's a plane crash or yeah, whatever. They're in the woods and they have to survive, right? Um, but like this idea that you can like, you can do that by reading a book, you know, quoting verse and chapter from the book. Like that's just like, to me, that, that just went a little too far. Like, totally ridiculous. Discounting all of the sort of learned ex- experiential knowledge that you have to have to survive in land, and saying that you can make, you can write a manual that will just like teach you all of that stuff is frankly so settler oriented. Yeah. Like, because I think there's that belief about everything. It's like, as we get more and more specialized, book learning is 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 basically like. That's it. That's that is the pinnacle of human knowledge is book learning, right? Mm-hmm. Academic stuff, and we, it, it, it's down to like who gets paid less, yeah. right? You, the more book learning you got, the, the the more valued you are. I'm not saying that like people in in the academy are paid a lot, but they're certainly um, considered to be more developed, more civilized than people who work with their hands. Yeah, right. The the prestige is there. And, and this just like really feeds into that, right? Well, I mean, let's let's also be real, like particularly when it comes down to like, you know, going out into the bush and that kind of thing, and, you know, promoting the idea that you can just, you can learn the land from a book is very dangerous, right? People have yeah. died because of these assumptions, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Like this is something, you know, growing up um, in Otusquan at Calgary uh, and like spending a lot of time, particularly in the Eastern ranges of the Rockies, like you see that a lot, like people, people straight up die, right? Yeah. Because they think yeah. they know shit and they don't, and they yeah. do not know how to get around at yeah. all, you yeah. know? And so they make bad decisions because they're ignorant and they think they've got it set because, you know, you go into Banff National Park, there's nice trails, there's animal control, there's the nice ranger in the funny hat who yeah, like, yeah. gives you pamphlets. It's all safe. And yeah, and it's all safe and fine and you've only ever been in a safe, fun, domesticated, tamed environment and then Ooh. you actually go into the bush and you're just screwed. I, I think there's this idea that there shouldn't be any scary uh, nature left. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. like, look, we, we conquered these lands, we've subdu- subdued all these lands that, you know, national parks should be safe places because they're, you know, they, they have borders, they're on maps, they, they shouldn't be scary anymore, right? Yeah. So, but it, I think it also, like, inherently that attitude, um, you know, uh, delegitimizes indigenous knowledge oh absolutely. Um, you know and, and you see this in the way that that uh, that non-natives go and and study any sort of area studying the polar bears from their you know their their nice little university down south like i don't actually have to go up there i don't need to talk to anybody you know what do the inuit know about this sort of thing let's just ignore what them do the inuit know about polar bears right <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're too close to the situation. The further away, the less biased you'll be. You know, so I'm gonna sit down here in freaking like Oshawa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but also it also goes back into like how people value the land, right? Yeah. Because it's like parks, and you know, like specifically Banff National Park, which I'm relatively familiar yeah. with, right? It has like quote unquote a history, yeah. right? It's got this traceable history. It's got these delineated boundaries, and it's had enough white people in it yeah. for long enough that it's very, you know, it's part of the national consciousness. You ask any like Canadian citizen. And they'd probably be like, yeah, national parks. Yeah. Totally. Makes me proud to be Canadian. Yeah, yeah, national yeah. parks. Love national parks. You talk to people up in Fort Chip. Yeah. 
Nobody values that land. Yeah, no yeah, yeah. Europeans give a shit about the land or the people on no, it. No, right? no, no. National parks, parks make it valuable. Totally. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you had that kind of shit going on in a national park. Canadians would flip yeah, yeah, out, yeah, yeah. right? And so it's like, but, but it's all around this kind of, it's, yeah. this book learning in the way that like, book learning domesticates shit. Yeah. you know in a way that like experiential knowledge doesn't because right. it can't and you gotta yeah uh, yeah it's b bizarre Ugh. like you, as soon as you make it a national park put these boundaries around it it's valuable it's it's something that should be preserved don't mess with it too much but every everywhere else is up for grabs and as long as we just have a few national parks we can like destroy the rest of the environment and that's cool yeah because you know we Look, yeah, there's grass see, over there. Yeah, look, there's, check there's out the these trees. key species. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, they'll still be here for us to look at and take pictures of and In study. our outdoor museum. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, it's like Jurassic Park, but yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I guess is like a zoo, really. Anyway, right. you know what? Let's just let's just turn this one. Let's just wind this one down. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's it. Yeah, this was, this was like 90% renting, this one. <laughs> All right, but uh, you're welcome for being under an hour. Yeah, yeah, you're very welcome. High five. Yeah. Woo, woo, we did Never it. Never see that again. Nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyway, have a wonderful whatever time of day it is, uh, wherever it is that you are, and hopefully we will get at you soon. And yeah. thanks for listening to Matey in Space. Space, 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 butts, butts. Autumn in space, space.